Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello and welcome. Thanks for being here. I hope that you're doing well. Are you still exploring what this year is going to bring you energetically? What would you like to see or do or be? If you haven't figured it out yet, that's okay. And if you're not listening to this early in the year, that's okay too. But what's not okay is for us to keep putting ourselves on the back burner, to keep putting off doing the things that are what we really want to be doing in our journey, whether that's a wellness journey a spiritual journey, or something else. And I I say it's not okay, but of course, whatever choice you make is fine. It really is. I'm just here to encourage you to make the choices and do the things that help you become the kind of person that you want to be. Not who I want you to be or who anyone else wants you to be, just you. So wherever you are, consider whether you're where you want to be. And if you're headed there, whatever the pace, whatever the path. This year, I've decided that I want to take more risks, do more of the things that make me happy and less of the things that don't. More of the things that get me closer to where I ultimately want to be and fewer of the things that help me create my own obstacles. I mean, that's not to say I'm, I'm being risky. I'm just committed to following my intuition, to following my gut, like we talked about last week. That's already brought two huge changes to my life, both of which are currently amazing and have the potential to become even more amazing. And I, I definitely wouldn't have done it without my daily chakra work and chakra manifesting process. So Even if you're not there yet, or you feel like you're still struggling, just know that, as they say in Ashtanga, practice and all is coming. It's a good quote. It can be applied to a lot of things. What are you working on? How can I support it? A great way to get support is by having a friend to share things with. Tell someone about this podcast and then talk over what you learn with each other. But that's what we're doing on our chakra check-in calls. Uh, Look at social media or the show notes for info on those free check-in Zoom calls. But you can do it yourself, too. Plus, you know I always appreciate it when you tell your friends about the show. (laughs) This week, I've got an interview for you with Rubia Smolens. Rubia is a Tai Chi and Qigong teacher and practitioner with an incredible story. She was born an orphan in Bangladesh and has experienced massive trauma, deep-seated loss, and intense grief, uh, creating anxiety and pain in her body and mind. It was the trauma of a miscarriage that brought her to these practices of Tai Chi and Qigong. And I don't want to say too much because she shares it in the interview, but like so much of the ancient wisdom and practices that we're grateful for today, Qigong and Tai Chi were integral to her healing. 
We talk a little bit about her courses in the interview, but I've actually taken her online course about Tai Chi fundamentals, and I was just amazed by the energy shifts I could feel, even in the relatively short course. So I hope you enjoy the story and enjoy learning about these practices along with me. Hello, Rubia. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very, very much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm I'm really pleased and I'm so fascinated by this topic because I will be the first to say I don't really know very much about Qigong or Tai Chi. I have done a little of both, but I'm certainly no expert, but they come with a great reputation, what with being ancient practices and all, I suppose. And so I'm very excited to learn more and share your wisdom with the audience. So mm-hmm. I guess the first thing I'd love to talk about is uh, what is Qigong? What is Tai Chi? Tell me a what's little more. What's going on? Yeah, what's happening? What <laughs> what's are these things? What are stuff? these practices? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you're a yogi, right? You, I you am. Mm-hmm. Yogi, yoga. And um, I don't know how long you've been practicing, but... Um, so, so if we look at Qigong and we look at Tai Chi, so Qigong is prana in Mm. yogic terms and gong simply means to work, to cultivate, to practice. So Qigong is your prana practice, your chi cultivation, your vital force cultivation. And there started in China, developed in China. And there's many, um, Uh, many different ways to do it. Uh, There are specific medicinal practices, specific spiritual practices. So it really depends where you're going with it and what you want to do with it. Uh, For me, it took me on a spiritual journey and a path of, you know, my self-realization and internal process. So that's where it took me. And then Tai Chi is, is, also known as the grand ultimate. It's the martial manifestation of a Qigong practice, if that makes sense. Uh, however, it's mostly practiced as a medicinal practice and a meditative practice. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, and more that's, physical discipline. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it's it's a moving meditation. It's, it's a gentle, gentle movement. And uh, your, if you do break it down, and anyone who who's a martial artist watching will be able to decipher what mar- martial application is being applied there. But I don't teach, as a general rule, I don't teach uh, martial applications. Uh, I will in the case where it helps to understand what's going on. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's just teaching people how to flow and be in their bodies and kind of move from a centered place. Yeah, excellent. And so, Qigong and Tai Chi work together then, as they do as they separate do. practices, perhaps, but also as a combined practice. Because you said that Tai Chi is the manifestation of the prana practice, the life force practice. Correct. So when we're thinking about prana in yoga, I mean, that's life force, energy, kind of all of the things. And we also think about a breathing practice. Pranayama is Mm -hmm. is frequently a breathing practice. Would you say that's Mm -hmm. the same with Qigong? 
Uh, well, yes. So any kind of breath to movement practice is a medicinal practice. Absolutely. In, in, in the eight limbs of yoga, pranayama has its own discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go pretty, pretty deep in pranayama practice. And if anything, I would say start with a pranayama practice and develop from there. Yeah. Everything else. Um so breath to movement, yin yang, you know, inhale is a yin, you're, you're, you're in your yin phase and then exhale, you're in your yang phase. So yeah, it's, it's a flow. It's, it's a flow. It's a flow. <laughs> flow. Yeah. It's a flow. Well, what brought you to these practices? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a big question and I'll try to condense it as, as, as much as possible. So for me, I had already an established um, yoga practice. And in 2008, I, I had a miscarriage and it shifted mm-hmm. my, my pelvis. Mm-hmm. So as it, as it would. Absolutely. And, and so my yoga practice was aggravating my back. So anytime I would try to do yoga, I would put my back out for weeks at a time. Oh, gosh, that's like the opposite of what yoga is supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. So um, once I was able to, you know, be mobile and stand up because I was crawling everywhere, Mm. uh, the school where I was I was doing yoga also offered Qigong and Tai Chi. So I started uh, with Qigong. Most people start with Tai Chi and then kind of develop Qigong. But sure, I started sure. I started with a Qigong practice once I could stand properly, and it helped. It helped heal my back. It it really worked for me from the inside out. So you're guided through deeper deeper layers of your energetic body mm-hmm. and you build those um those energy lines from within so. right so the energy lines you're talking about in yoga we call the nadis, nadis yeah. in tai chi they're called meridians is that correct correct yeah mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit the lines and then i yeah i want to dig a little bit deeper into all this <laughs> Uh, well, I don't want to get too heady about it either, but as a general rule, every meridian is tied to uh, a vital organ. So mm-hmm. you have, you know, liver, kidney, heart, pericardium, lung, all uh, large intestine, small intestine, and they run through the front and back of your, of your body. And these practices go in and, and this is where we, we can, t- we, uh, as I was saying earlier, uh, medicinal qigong will activate specific meridians depending on what you're what you're working on and i've found that tai chi kind of works with all of them not just one in particular but is, you're is that because it's total body right okay. it's like swimming right swimming is probably one of the best exercises you can do because you're working everything at the mm-hmm. same time when you say medicinal practice, that's, uh, I mean, that's truly like a healing practice. So there are you, are there specific Qigong techniques that say, if you have a heart problem, so you would have, you would work on a specific Qigong technique that works with the pericardium, uh, meridian. Is that, is that what you mean? Cause I'd Correct. love to know a little bit more about that. I haven't studied the, I haven't studied the medicine deeply enough to really kind of dive in. I can talk on a surface level, but 
Uh, I would have to link you up with some of my teachers. <laughs> Fantastic. I love a good teacher. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, that's kind of what you mean when we talk yes. about. Yes. So when you say that you were building your, your energetic body, your subtle body from sort mm -hmm. of the foundational layers out, mm -hmm. that's really what you were doing. Is that? Yes, exactly. So my, my back gained strength and mm -hmm. when it did, cause it went out on, almost for like a period of two years on oh, and wow. off. And it, when at the beginning, when it first started, I would, it would go out for weeks at a time. Mm. And then you're, you're back to square one and rebuilding strength and all of that stuff. So I didn't do any physical therapy. And at that time I couldn't afford, I just couldn't afford a physical therapist. Sure. So I, you find other ways <laughs> to heal. Yes. Uh, you so you find was... other ways, whether you're healing it or, or just simply compensating for it, you find exactly. other ways. So exactly. I like, I like knowing about these ways that we have that are accessible to people. Mm -hmm. So you also mentioned that this practice or these practices took you on a spiritual journey. So it started from the desire to sort of heal you physically, mm -hmm. but I imagine there was also sort of an emotional and, and mental. And then, like you said, even spiritual component, are, are would you be willing to share a little bit of that with us? Sure. Um, so our, we're, as our bodies are crystallized emotions, right? So we carry our emotions mm -hmm, in our mm -hmm. body and these ancient technologies help unravel those emotional bonds that we, we carry within uh, bonds or shackles, however you want to call it within our trauma, so, I think is a very popular term you. right now. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word. Yeah. So our bodies hold a lot of a lot of trauma. Um, so on that, on that path, I guess, well, for me, it was a miscarriage. There was a, you know, a deep loss there that, that my yeah. body was holding on to. And for whatever reason, Tai Chi and Qigong just allowed me to transcend it and, and let it go. And part of that is just the action of literally letting go, opening your arms and surrendering is, is an act of letting go. So just being in that, that very simple surrender, vulnerability uh, on a physical level kind of helps chip away at those, those deeper layers of, you know, emotional uh, emotional traumas. Uh, mm -hmm. and then from there for, for, you know, the spiritual thing, the alchemical process that happened is, is just that it's just, it's alchemy. You, you, you toil at something long enough and it becomes the, the, the goal that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So whatever mastery you're, you find yourself in, the more you toil at it, it, it reveals itself. It's not even something that I was necessarily looking for, but it certainly revealed itself. And I tied it back to, um, well, they, there were certain conversations that I had with certain of my, a few of my, my master teachers and they, you know, they help you navigate that Yes. that that process and um it it all ties back to the practice the discipline the ritual the devotion the the intention mm. the, the decisions we make as we're moving the intention we put behind those those movements so everything you, kind of 
do you mean literally the intention that you put into the, I mean, at the beginning of yoga class, there's frequently sort of lip service to set an intention for your practice. And Mm, no one really, you know, like sometimes people are like, my intention is just to make it to Shavasana today. Right. So (laughs) I mean, they're great intention. That is a great intention. I have been practicing for a long, I've been practicing a long time. And some days I'm just like, my goal is to just get it done today. Um, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but when not. you talk about like intention of movement, you're literally talking about the intention of each breath, the intention of each mm-hmm. push of energy in or pull of energy in, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and you have the visual visualization. So once you, you, you're in your studies, you see, you know, where your liver meridian travels, how it travels. So then you can put the intention behind whatever movement you're doing to activate that meridian at whatever points that, that you want to. Um, again, now we're going back into like a medicinal, a medicinal practice. Uh, but I like using all of them. I, I like moving the body all at once. I like the, the Tai Chi practice for that because everything is in, is in flow, not just one particular. You're right. I mean, when we talk about like specifically on, on this show, we talk a lot, obviously is about, about the chakras and about the energy flow there. Mm-hmm. And so much of the time people want to just say, Oh, I have root chakra trauma. I simply want to concentrate there. And while there's nothing necessarily wrong about that, like you were saying, you can, you know, you understand your liver meridian, you know, you understand your root chakra, but it's a full system. So it's very difficult to just single, you know, it's not a machine where you can pull one part out, or maybe it's like that you pull one part out, the whole thing's not going to work real well. So you have to learn to incorporate all of it. And I think that maybe is what you're saying about the Tai Chi practice, incorporating. Mm -hmm. It harmonizes everything. Oh, I love that. Harmonizes Uh everything. That's lovely. Um, So if you're like me and you have, uh, again, you've kind of, or mostly your experience with Tai Chi is seeing it in the movies and there's like a group in the park practicing. I don't know why that's always the visual of Tai Chi, but that it just is. Um, where would anybody start? What do you think the the best place to start is? Should we start with Tai Chi? Should we start with Qigong? Do they start at the same time? Um, great questions. Well, a good place to start. I mean, I don't know how, I'm sure you have a wide audience. So I would say start at your community center. Oftentimes, community centers have really nice, accessible classes to start. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, now I know the community classes now, they're, they're running things online and, and whatnot. Um, so that would be a good place to start. I think it's just it's having the desire to start and really wanting to, to, to be in that beginner mindset and surrendering to to the information to the process it's it's a lifelong practice just like yoga you know you don't you don't become proficient at it in in one class you can enjoy the process in one class but proficiency is something that that happens with the gift of time uh i've produced a couple of online classes for mm, specifically I've taken a couple of your online classes they're excellent oh, and yeah. beautiful Oh, good. I'm glad. But anyway, go on. <laughs> Pacific Palisades of Southern California up on the it was beautiful. Yeah, it, no, yeah I, very beautiful. But anyway, <laughs> it's a nice office. Um, so I, I have a couple of classes uh, online right now that have been um, launched. One of them is specifically Qigong for grounding. So really mm-hmm. digging in into the earth and 
digging into um yeah, the, your your earth element and really your root chakra. Root, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> just thinking 100%. And I mean, that is the foundation, right? As you're building that energy body, you do want to start sort of at the inside and grow out. And it's rooted. the same way. Yes, you want to feel rooted and you want to feel grounded. Yeah. So sort of, would you say that Qigong and, well, let's stick with Qigong. Is that sort of an appropriate practice for everyone? Are there physical limitations? Are there, is there anything that would hold us back from practicing? Anything? I mean, it can all be adapted. Yoga mm-hmm. can be adapted, right? You can do Absolutely. chair yoga. So you can do Tai Chi yoga. You can do Qigong yoga. You can I do a pranayama adapted. practice and that's yoga. Just oh, a breathing yeah. practice. So yeah, I think people don't, um, don't value a pranayama practice as much as they should. Cause if you only had a pranayama practice, everything mm-hmm. falls into place from there. Everything, Sorry. literally okay. everything. So, but anyway, uh, Qigong, so yes. that either, but you said everything can be adapted. Everything is accessible. Yeah. So even if we have physical limitations, injuries or chronic illness, this is still a practice that we could use. It's, it absolutely is. So the the movements can be adapted if you're sitting. Even the act of feeling rooted in your seat in your pelvis is important if you're if you're sitting. So your root starts there. It doesn't necessarily. Um, well, no, it would start at the feet. Even if you're you're sitting, your your root would still start start at the feet. You're just angled differently. Um, so to answer the question, yes, you can adapt. The, the practice to whatever your body is, is going through at, at that moment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What kind of experiences could people expect? What can... I mean, not just from a class, but from an internal standpoint, like what are some common, I I hate to say benefits because then it sounds like it's just like, what's in it for me. But Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways, that's where we come to these practices from. They always talk about, you know, people have gone through trauma after trauma. And by the time they get to yoga, they've tried everything else, you know? And so I think sometimes it's like that. And I'm just curious, you know, what can people, what could I expect if I started these practices, what would I expect to see in my body and in my mind and in my spirit? Oh, wow. I mean, it's, I appreciate the question. It's a good question. It's just not, that's not how you approach. It's just not how you approach it. You can't approach. uh, I was having a conversation with someone just the other day, when you release your expectation, that's Mm. when, that's when you can learn. 
There it is. So it release the the expectation of of anything and just be be curious. You know, be curious. Allow allow the lesson to to meet you where you are. You know, people are at different phases and different moments in time. So it's really, it's a difficult question to answer from that respect, because I would say the first thing is to release any expectation. And and coming back back to what we were saying er earlier, anytime you link breath to movement, you're in a medicinal practice, you're in a Mm -hmm. meditative practice. So... Once you start there with that understanding, surrendering, like surrender the rest of it and just, just be present. Uh, And that's, that's quite difficult is being very, yeah, being present, being (laughs) absolutely being present is very difficult. We always have our, our minds always wander. Minds are so, so busy. And, and there's something to Oh, absolutely. And that's really helpful, to. right? To have a mind that can focus on multiple things, but to train your mind to, to it's, become in exactly. this moment is, you know, this is what's happening. Be here now. All of those good things. You know, we have uh, something that we used to say in my yoga trainings, we would uh, say, trust the tradition. Right. And mm-hmm. the idea being that this hasn't come through thousands of years because it needs to be changed or it needs to be beautiful. uh, You know, it, it is a perfectly crafted practice as it is. And if you trust it and if you do the work and let go of the expectation, which was a perfect answer. I just, I was like, Oh, of course, that's what you have to do. What are you going to expect? You're going to expect nothing, but like you said, it will meet you right where where you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of these kinds of, of practices, no prerequisites, nothing you have to do to prepare. Um, you like, don't even need a yoga mat to do Tai Chi <laughs> because you can just kind of, I mean, I stood in my living room and did it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's really, really beautiful. Uh, so you're, I, I guess, is there anything else that we should know about these practices or about you? I would I'm so curious. I just feel like we're starting from ground zero. As yeah, it were. no, that's, that's the I best place that. to start. <laughs> it's the, the best place to start. I mean, start with, with a curious mind and, you know, let it, let it kind of unfold. Um, I do have, again, the two online classes for, mm-hmm. uh, that are available and for your listeners, I would like to offer the Qigong for grounding oh, thank you. Uh, to them for, for free for 30 days. So um, if they wanted to go to my website, which is weiwutaichi.online, I'll spell it W-E-I-W-U-T-A-I-C-H-I dot online uh they'll have um they'll see the courses there and then they can click on the qigong for grounding and when they go through the student process they can enter vip code chakra chi so chakra c-h-a-k-r-a-q-i and that will yeah that will give them the um access to the course and That's it very can be generous. Part of Thank their you. Journey. No, you're welcome. I love that. Um, and I will also put all of that in the show notes, just in case somebody's driving and you didn't get that all written down or noted in your phone or anything. That will all be in the show notes. Um, like I said, I have I have 
peeked in on these courses and they're they're beautifully filmed and it did feel very very grounding and I I I guess I wasn't sure what to expect when I went in and so I you know did my best to let go it was lovely um is qigong something that's I keep going back to all these practices I have all these questions Rubia all these questions about it is it best practice alone as an individual do you rec I mean it sounds like a class to start is a nice way to do it that's um, a great it, question. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. And I, I've, I've put thought into that. I mean, for the times that we're in now, um, I think we're all digging into our individuality and our sovereignty on, on like an individual level. And, um, you know, we're longing for community because mm-hmm. that's what we, we're used to. And it's our human nature to be, you know, communal. Uh, but these practices definitely um, develop the individual, right? So it's a place where you can develop your your sense of center. It's it's a beautiful practice to um, to do as a group as well, because then you're plugged in, right? Yes. Then you're plugged into everything and everyone around you, which is a really beautiful experience. And all of my training I've done in, in you know, group settings, but the real development came with my own personal practice. Mm-hmm. So you go to class, you learn the techniques, you, you know, your, your teacher shares whatever they're, they're sharing for, for that day. So you gather the information, but it's really when you're, when you're in your own body that these types of practices kind of, kind of develop. Um, One thing that we talked about uh, before we recorded this interview that I has really stuck with me, as you said, as you're practicing these disciplines, give yourself permission to play, Mm -hmm. give yourself permission to find that creativity, to find that space and see what you, you know, what you explore, what you discover. So I just, do you have a minute to just discuss this permission to play concept? (laughs) I I think we spoke about that in our first, we did, we did our first uh, onboarding. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, when you give yourself permission to be in that creative space, when you're in your second chakra, right? When you, mm-hmm. when you root it into your first and you come into your second chakra, your, um, I, to me, a lot of people will say you meet God through your crown chakra. To me, you meet God through your second chakra, but that's my personal experience. Um, just find, find a creative outlet. I, people are too much in their heads that mm-hmm. they forget to be creative and they don't give themselves the permission to do it. So it's really just give yourself permission to, to draw, to paint, to sing, to dance, to, to move in a different way. Just give yourself permission to explore a creative outlet, a creative energy and it becomes it becomes a place where you can where you can rest mm-hmm. you know where you can rest the mind and and allow allow a playful energy to to move through you and express itself through you i think that's a really important aspect of many of our grown up lives that we <laughs> you know we just don't have anymore like i don't have time to play uh i have a i have bills to pay i've got a job yeah. to go to i've got kids to take care of and none of that is wrong or not true. It's just that it is important 
Um, and what I really love about what you're saying, as far as these disciplines blending with what we study on this show, which, you know, the chakra system and the yogic principles and things like that mm-hmm. is they're clearly all connected, right? They came yes. from different places. They came from different places in the world. They come from different places inside perhaps, but finding practices that interconnect, that speak to you, that resonate with you. Um, I think this is such a wonderful tool for us to be able to add to our healing repertoire, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. You know, these modalities mm-hmm. that allow us to take our, our physical health, but our emotional health and spiritual health into our own, into our own hands, really. Hands, exactly. Um, and that's the, it's an interesting time, but it, it's, it's where I feel like we're called to, to develop our, our own sovereignty because so many, so much outside is trying to take a lot of that away. And they, if they do it long enough, they'll, they'll get what they want, <laughs> but I would, I don't want to get into any kind of <laughs> yeah. political. Yeah. 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 No, no, we but don't need that. I'm more focused on develop your own sovereignty, develop your, your individuality and um, heal yourself because it's when we heal ourselves that we heal the world that we're in and we're in a crisis that has nothing to do with politics. We're on a global scale in, in crisis. So start, start within and and reach out. Um, Yeah. I've, I've heard said many times that the best gift you can give to the world is work on yourself. Yes. And I, I really do believe that that's true. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times people feel like taking time for self-care, for healing, for mental health is, is being selfish. And these are things that we really need to be thinking about and doing. So I love that you were able to I think join it's us. Changing though, I, I think do it's too. Changing. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, there's there's a reason yeah. I have a whole podcast about this is because people yeah. are interested yes. in this, and and I get to learn more about it and share it, and I learn from my. Yeah, I think you're right. It is absolutely it changing. is changing, but we need to keep talking about it and encouraging people to to um, discover. Yes, discover, yeah. explore, and play, and these are. Yes wonderful tools to start adding to our lives and practices. So, all right, Rubia, I'm going to put the link to that course in the show notes, but if people wanted to uh, get in touch with you or reach out to you and find out more about you, how can they do that? Same thing through the website. Everything's okay. there. Everything's you, there. You just create a very simple student portal with a name and address, and then you have access to, to contact me directly. And I'm very accessible. And you're on on Instagram too. I just follow, I just found you today. I focus on Instagram and LinkedIn. So those are my two that that I kind of work with. So um, Instagram, it's at Weiwu Tai Chi. Okay. I'll also put that in the show notes in case anybody had trouble with the spelling as I did. Um, (laughs) Well, I just could not appreciate your time more. I'm so interested in this. Maybe we'll do an advanced Tai Chi discussion in the future once I get a better handle on all of this, but this was so fascinating. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you think we as newbies should know about all of this before I let you go? No, just go ahead and try. If yes. I, you know, just put yourself out there, try, discover, be vulnerable, surrender, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff thousands of years old, ancient (laughs) wisdom, yet still so applicable to today. Yes. 
We haven't reinvent. I certainly haven't reinvented any wheels. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I none of this is original to me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Just, we're, I'm just a conduit. Uh, exactly. And exactly. so, but I think that is a blessing to me as well. So we keep doing our work. Thank you, Sarah. So much thank you me. so very much. I appreciate you, Rubia. Yeah. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you. You too. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this interview with Rubia. You might remember that I said during the conversation that I'd taken one of her courses. Again, I took the Tai Chi Fundamentals for Beginners course online with her, and it was really amazing. What I loved most is how accessible it is. It really is for everyone. And the two practices together, Tai Chi and Qigong, can work what seems like magic. I can't tell you how grounded and connected I felt doing the videos with her. And like so many things, when you're thinking about something, it starts to show up in your life in unexpected ways. Since recording this interview just a few weeks ago, I've talked to two people who brought up these practices unprompted as life-changing healing modalities. So I really encourage you to sign up for the free Qigong course Rubia offered It is high quality and beautiful, and I can't recommend at least trying these practices enough. And if you love it, which I think you will, consider the Tai Chi Chi course. That's the one I took. It was hugely beneficial to me. And the website is weiwutaichi.online, and the code is chakrachi, C-H-A-K-R-A-Q-I. I'll put it in the show notes and on social media so that you don't have to remember it. So that's two reasons to look me up on Facebook and Instagram. This information and also the information about the next chakra check-in call, which is Sunday, March 6th at 3 p.m. Eastern U.S. That's a free Zoom meeting. It's just a resource for you if you have questions or need to bounce some ideas off of me. Next week, we're back to our series exploring some of the deep fundamental aspects of the chakras. It'll be the heart chakra, and I think it'll be an eye-opening, heart-opening, heart-opening episode for a lot of us. Remember to share this show with your friends or with anyone you think could use what we cover here. It's all about moving this energy, this information into the world so that we can create the spaces we want to live in, both inside and out. Until next time, take care. Bye.